0: Welcome back, everybody, to episode number six of the VUP podcast, a podcast where two very unimportant people discuss some opinions that are very important to them.
1: Will these opinions change the world? No. Will we continue to say them
0: anyways? You bet we will. And before you even think about making fun of us, don't worry. We got you. We're here to make fun of ourselves so you don't have to.
1: Each week, we will present an opinion or a few opinions about a useless topic, and we'll either fight each other about it or we'll pretend that we're fighting you. So whether we agree or disagree, there
0: will always be a fight. Sometimes we find that the world has forgotten what opinions you can and cannot fight about. So we are here to remind you. Wow. Thank you so much to our musician today, Jack Brown, also known as Castle Roque we love that song and another song we love personally me is called i want to be in a punk rock band let me tell you something about this <laughs> song okay it has this one line that i have never related it, it really opened my eyes up to something okay the line is i want to play a show where everybody's pissed but not because of me it's because they're anarchists and that really speaks to me it really wow i know right <laughs> it, it, All right. I never knew that I wanted that until I heard that song you know I would love to play <laughs> a show where everybody's pissed but they're not pissed at me like no one's throwing shit at me it's just because they're like fuck the system it just sounds awesome
1: honestly like that just kind of sums up the kind of world that I really want to live in <laughs> right I just want everyone to be real angry
0: <laughs> but not but at each not, other
1: not at any one person yeah, yeah.
0: exactly <laughs> so thank you so much for that music this week Castle Roque We appreciate it. And we love a fellow Canadian.
1: If you guys like that song, you can head over to Jack's Instagram. It's jackbrown.30. He's also on Spotify. He's also on YouTube under Castle Rogue. We'll include links in this week's description for the episode. Also, if anyone out there listening writes music if you're a musician and you want to get your music out there in any way we would love to hear it and we would love to include it on our podcast as our intro or outro for one of our weeks um so feel free to reach out and send us a message yeah
0: we're so excited to be creating opportunities for everybody and just for like this little community to raise each other up and just benefit from each other and everybody comes up together you know what i mean it's not a it's not a one for one for one uh what's the word it's all for one one no one for one it's not a one for one wait (laughs) (laughs) do you you know what i'm trying to say (laughs) no No, i don't (laughs) it's not a world this is not a world where one person steals from others and takes all of their successes and rises to the top okay the world we want to create is a world where everybody succeeds off of each other and bounces off ideas. So by all means. 100%. We're really excited to include some music into our podcast. We're really happy about that. So
1: There there there's room for all of us to succeed. Yeah, so.
0: 100%. Well, I'll help each other out. You can find us on Instagram at very.unimportant.people and you can email us too.
1: Yeah. Also, if you like make art or just anything, yeah, we'll put that it on you our want Instagram. us to feature We'll feature
0: it. Yay! Just let it Okay. Let's get back to the podcast.
1: I'm Courtney, and I've been having an existential crisis since last Thursday. I'm Lydia,
0: and today I'm drinking homemade apple cider. What? Wait. My mom made it. She's the Linky, the star of the podcast. <laughs> okay, so what she did was she juiced apples and then she put it into a glass container, like a glass bottle, and then she put a balloon over top of it to, I guess, hold in the hydrogen of it fermenting. So basically when it ferments, it turns into alcohol somehow. I don't know what the process is behind that science. Please explain. But yeah, basically this this hard cider. <laughs>
1: that is amazing. Cool, right?
0: But like, okay,
1: my question is though, well, is how do you know... Like, how alcoholic that is, and how fucked you're gonna get off of that.
0: <laughs> that's what I asked her just now. I went downstairs. I was like, Mom, how do you know there's alcohol in it? And she was like, Because it's fermented? I was like, But how much? Oh, oh okay. I guess I, we'll find I out. I don't think it's a lot because that's how you make beer. You ferment things and wine, right? Wine is a fermentation process, isn't yeah. it? So maybe like anywhere in between five and 15 All 14, alcohol
1: is made through 15%. Like a, a fermentation
0: process, though. There you go. Oh. So, yes. In conclusion, (laughs) there probably is alcohol in it. You want to tell us about your existential crisis or just (laughs) leave it? I mean, yeah, I
1: mean, I guess if you want to, if you want a little insight into how my life is going, I have two mugs beside me. One of them has coffee in it and the other one has wine in it. And I just (laughs) have not decided which one I'm going to drink tonight. (laughs) So, (laughs) Yeah, I had like um, one of my professors like assigned us this reading last week about how um, capitalism has basically like ruined academia and um, for people like getting a PhD, uh, they generally like don't get secure employment for like ten years after they get their PhD, um, and they're normally working for less than minimum wage with mass amounts the of f- student debt. And, like, my plan, like, my tentative plan has kind of been to finish my master's and then do my PhD. Mm -hmm. And hearing this, I was like, whoa, like, why?
0: Just why would I do that? Why would I go down that road if it's just not going to get me anywhere? How likely is that to happen, though, that you're not going to make any money after you get your PhD? Because that's what people say about getting your bachelor's degree. They're like, oh, you're going to be stuck for years and you're going to be working minimum wage, blah, 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 blah. They say that about almost every form of education.
1: I think there were stats in it, but I think it was like 38% of only, sorry, only 38% of um, PhD graduates right now have secure employment in the academy. So that's the vast majority of people not finding employment.
0: That's pretty messed up.
1: But I also have no idea what I want to do with my life. So I'm like, what else... What else could I do? So I've been taking a lot of personality tests this week. Mm. Um, doing doing a lot of reflecting, trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone has any ideas, you can let me know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would love that. Oh, man. I'm sorry. That's shitty. I've totally been there. I completely understand. I'm still low-key there. Like, I get it. I've taken almost every personality test ever. <laughs>
1: 100%. And now, like, I've been in this rut where I have so much work to do right now, but mm. I'm so unmotivated to do it just because I don't know why I'm doing it and, like, why mm. I'm in grad school at the moment, which apparently is a completely normal feeling to be having. Um, so it's just been a weird place. It's been a weird place, but I'm starting to come yeah. out of it. I'm starting to just... Okay, I just... I got to focus on finishing this master's and... In retrospect, like, I think getting more education will never be a bad thing. Like, even if I get this master's and I end up doing something else with my life, I feel like this will still be helpful in some capacity. I will still have mm-hmm. this. It doesn't mean I won't have this anymore. So I'm just trying to finish this with some bit of you sanity You got this. Left. We believe in you. Thanks. Right, everybody? So, yeah, that's, that's been my week.
0: That sounds like a tough week. Thank you for joining us. You know, she could have taken a week off. She could have taken a day relaxed, but she wanted to be here for you guys. So uh, I'm here. on behalf I'm here. of everybody listening, we say thank you, Courtney, Aww. for pulling it through and being here to entertain. Thanks, guys.
1: Well, this is this is a potential um, employment route for me that apparently might yeah, pay off same. more than my education. So yikes.
0: So yeah. Start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody. We have the poll results from last week's episode and they are some hot spicy tea okay you guys spoke your minds we thank you for that you let us know what you were thinking whether it was good bad ugly whether you were on our side or not you were relentless you really were were. (laughs) I would like to start with mine first (laughs) because Courtney's is such a zinger I'm gonna make you wait for it (laughs) so (laughs) Um, I said, Do you enjoy a sexy Lucifer portrayal in T V and movies? And eighty two percent of you said yes Aww. and then eighteen percent said no. Yeah, How nice. How nice awesome, for you. Right? I know. Feels so good to have people on my
1: side. Whatever. I mean <laughs> that question was like kind of a misleading question because you basically asked if people like hot people. Like obviously people are gonna be like, Yeah, I like when Lucifer is
0: sexy versus when he's Uh, ugly. Duh. (laughs) I know. I should have asked it a follow-up question or something like that, but I just, uh, success was just, it tasted so good. You really set yourself up for that one.
1: (laughs) I did. I did. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. That's on
0: sampling bias. (laughs) Uh,
1: All right. So for, for my opinion, Lydia asked, do you agree that Grey's Anatomy got better after Derek left? And 80% of you said no. Ha ha. So I guess I might really be one of the only ones that thinks this. Um, you might be. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed in you guys. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. I, I thought more of you would have my back on that. But I guess not. I guess you love a toxic man.
0: Ain't nothing Ooh, you can do about that. she went there. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I could have asked a follow-up about that like do you realize that Derek is a toxic yeah male? if you
1: if you would have said it like that like <laughs> yeah, do you think Derek is toxic or do you love a toxic male like Derek they would have been on my side like they were on your side
0: listen I said I was gonna slam you in the press That's did true. I not That's
1: true. you did warn me I should have prepared myself <laughs> here we
0: are she didn't know how it was gonna happen she didn't know it was gonna be live on our podcast (laughs) here we are all
1: right but this week you guys gotta have my back so after listening to this episode go to our instagram because there is a poll up Mm. right now about this week's opinion and i hope you guys have my back this week
0: that's all she asks just a small favor for absolutely shutting her down (laughs) last week (laughs) <laughs> although she did have some good points i'll give her that like yeah I, you know what? i'm thinking
1: all? that most people just didn't listen to the episode and made their assumption that just off it. of the knowledge that they have and didn't listen to my very convincing argument that's yeah, my opinion that because be significantly less people answered my question than answered your question mm, so i think that maybe true. people either don't watch Grey's anatomy or did not <clears throat> listen to <throat> the episode
0: yeah so. yeah that's true all right We'll see. All right, <laughs> all right. We'll see you guys then. Do you want to jump into Redemption for Idiots? Redemption for idiots. Yo, redemption for idiots. Yo, redemption, 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 redemption. <laughs> hey, everybody! It's Lydia again. Uh, this week, I want to talk a little bit about how I said that satan last week fell in love with a human and that is the reason that he was cast away from hell this isn't not true but there is a few theories out there circulating about why he was cast away from hell and this is just the one that we chose to believe and use in our narrative so yeah my apologies for that if if we were wrong it if we were wrong we were just picking and choosing you know from specific texts we, we just wanted what we wanted you know um next there was a moment when um oh, this this hurts to say when when Courtney said that's suspicious and I I completely ignored her and what I should have said was that's weird so I'd like to publicly apologize Courtney.
1: I mean, you did it now.
0: You did, you did it. <laughs> I redeemed myself. I, this is what redemption feels like, and it feels so good. <laughs> um, and then finally, I want to say that I said that eight men wrote the Bible, and it was actually 12. Maybe even more than that. There's editors. You know, we have to include the editors. I'm sure they helped a lot. Oops. It was
1: just a whole bunch of men.
0: <laughs> yeah, point That is, was the point. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and that part was right.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Half-truths.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I any- have any, like, specific points for Redemption for Idiots, but, I mean, it's quite likely that every single fact that I cited about religion or the Bible was false. <laughs> yeah. I don't really have any knowledge about Catholicism. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if I was wrong, you can feel free to come at me, but I don't really care. Yeah, with, so. <laughs> it was
0: all with peace and love, you know? We were hating on the haters. We were hating on the hateful. This week there's going to be a little bit less hate. Um, <laughs>
1: not hate. I don't know, man. I'm my existential crisis has got me in a weird place, Ooh. and I'm ready to fight. All right, let's so, go. I think I started us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you go for it,
0: girl. <clears throat> Take her away. All right, everyone. Um, I feel the need to address this because there's this myth or this saying out there, which is that when you if you've ever, like, been able to go skydiving, which I luckily have been able to, but before this, I never heard this saying. But I just want to let you guys know that it's out there. And if you go skydiving and they're like, oh, don't be scared. And you're like, no, I'm so scared. It's so scary. I'm jumping out of a plane. That's terrifying. And then they're like, no, don't be scared. I can't believe you're scared, you idiot. Driving, which is what you do every day, is way more dangerous than skydiving. Okay. First of all, rude, second of all, (laughs) no disagree okay statistically with this may be true which i will get into but as a person with feelings and psychologically embedded natural fear of heights and falling and being disoriented like that i am fucking scared of it and i feel like that's a little belittling when someone's like oh well you know what you do every day is more dangerous you fool like it just feels so like it feels so, <laughs> so patronizing i don't know what it is about it um, but i mean like i think what scares me a lot about it is that i feel like we become normalized and like uh almost regulard to the idea of getting into a car accident just because we do it every single day so it's kind of like okay there's a certain amount of ways that you would go out like we kind of know these ways but skydiving falling from that height and like feeling panic while you're falling is just so horrifying and your chance of survival (laughs) is pretty much zero unless you fall from like Mm -hmm. six thousand feet into a hundred feet of snow or into a marsh which maybe you'll break your spine lucky you like the chance (laughs) right like it's just so intense and truly terrifying way to die that i i just i just think it's kind of rude when people are like well driving is like blah blah blah." it's like okay no it's not like it's scarier it's way way scarier to dive
1: People use, like, the justification of, like, driving is more dangerous than whatever all the time. Yeah. But I think part of it comes down to, like, the idea of control. Yes. And that when you're driving, like, if I'm driving the car, I have complete control over the situation. Mm -hmm. You know, I can... If somebody comes at me, if somebody's driving at me, I can press on the brakes. I can turn the steering wheel. Like, there's so many things that I can physically do to change the situation. Mm -hmm. Yes, I still might get in a car accident, but, like, I have some level of control over it. But when you're just falling through the sky at such a high speed and, like, you have somebody attached to your back that's doing all the things for you. Mm -hmm. So you're literally just there. Unable to do anything. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that's scary about it is that you don't have any control about it. Yeah, 100%. And also, if you get into a car accident, it's not like the entire experience of driving isn't unnatural. Like you're just sitting in a car doing something that you do every day, right? Like if somebody hits you with a car, it's a sudden, scary moment, mm-hmm. but falling through the sky. It's all goes scary. against every single human instinct yeah, ever yeah exactly of what you
0: should be doing
1: and the whole experience is terrifying yeah
0: it so. is it 100 <laughs> is um yeah like the reason that people are afraid of heights and falling as a result of heights is because of the basic means of control being lost which you do have in a car so like you know, you can move your feet backward and forward away from danger, but when you're falling, your senses become disoriented, your overall, like, orientation of, like, time and space is completely disturbed, like, you feel, you might feel dizzy, you're confronting death, like, you don't think about the yeah. fact that you're confronting death when you drive from A to B, right? You're just like, I need mm-hmm. to get my freaking taco shells right now, I can't, like, oh. <laughs>
1: I also think that the human instinct that tells you to be afraid of heights is a human instinct that is there to tell you not to stand on high things. Yeah. Because if you fall off of them, you will die. Yeah, it's,
0: it's nature. So by telling somebody unsafe. that
1: they shouldn't be scared because driving a car is more dangerous is just telling somebody that, like, they don't need to believe the very human instinct in them <laughs> that's telling them to step away from the high thing because yeah. that thing is telling you to do that thing so that you don't die yeah, I'm only like there's human. no way that somebody just saying driving a car is more dangerous that's gonna
0: suddenly make that instinct <laughs> yeah, go away it's not gonna trigger me in, like it doesn't it doesn't that, like, help anything it's not gonna turn off the fear you know i'm not just gonna go oh oh my god, thank you. My natural human nature that's been built up over centuries of human life is just completely gone, and I feel no fear whatsoever. Like, fuck you. Um, <laughs> okay, so let me just get into those statistics real quick. Um If you are considering skydiving, or if you think my point is bullshit, in a way, you are correct. Because you have... it Skydiving is extremely safe. In two thousand um in 2018 there was 15 deaths out of 3.3 million jumps <laughs> um meanwhile like cars uh, it's just a lot it's like 60 on average there's 67 accidents car accidents a day in the United States and there's 0.058 skydiving accidents per day but
1: but like everyone goes driving every exactly. day exactly like
0: this is so skewed this is another example of What's the word again? Skewed statistics,
1: sampling bias. Swing,
0: sampling bias. I don't
1: think. Okay, it depends on how they did these stats because these stats might actually be taking into account um, population, so mm-hmm. they might be just looking at like the total amount of people that go skydiving mm-hmm. and then the percentage of those that are fatal, and then the total amount of people that drive and then the percentage of those that
0: are fatal. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, and there's a so lot it could less be people. Representative. There's a lot less people who go skydiving, anyways. Um, but okay, let's say like, sometimes if you're lucky enough to go go skydiving, you'll go skydiving once in your entire life. Like me, for example, I'm probably never going to go again, Um, but you go once in your entire (laughs) life. Right. And, um, just that, just that risk added on to anything is just like that whole day just becomes so much more risky in general. Um, so the point is that was actually very much not the point. The point is that to even out. (laughs) statistics, you would have to jump 17 times per year for your risk of dying in a skydiving accident to equal your risk of dying in a car accident if you drive uh, 10,000 miles per year.
1: Okay, are you... Are you stating facts, though, that directly contradict your point, is my question here? Because you're saying that inherently driving is more dangerous than skydiving, right? Are you trying to convince me how safe skydiving is?
0: No, not really. <laughs> if you feel afraid of driving a car... I mean, like, that's that's kind of my point, though, is that, like, statistically... Like, the they're right. Statistically, driving a car is a lot more dangerous, you know? And you'd have to go skydiving 17 times. Who has the time or money for that, you know? You'll go skydiving once and you're like, that's it. Call it a day. But, like, it's just wrong. It still doesn't make you feel better. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Like, yeah, no, you're you're totally right. Like, this isn't proving my point. It's proving one half, which is that they are correct. But I still hate it. (laughs) I still think it's rude.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's this, like, one fact that somebody told me when I was like in grade five that you have more chance of dying by being hit in the head by a coconut like falling from a tree than you do in a
0: shark attack I've heard that statistic
1: too yeah it still doesn't make me feel any better about swimming in the ocean right
0: the fear of being followed by a shark
1: and it still doesn't make me any more afraid
0: right that's that's exactly it like driving a car isn't scary like I I'm not scared of it, but falling <laughs> through the air is fucking terrifying. <laughs> and, like, even though you have a backup parachute, all this shit, but both of the things could go wrong. And then the next thing you know, and, like, I was looking up some research and it was like, try to aim for snow or marsh to, like, help decrease your Our chances of dying. To- yeah, to survive the fall. That's that's pretty morbid.
1: Yeah. It's Don't look morbid. up those facts if you're going to go skydiving. <laughs> I think that's yeah. a bad thing to psych yourself up for.
0: Yeah, I totally Has agree. Has anyone
1: ever survived
0: mm-hmm. a skydiving accident? Yeah, really? there was a guy in 2009 who was skydiving in Germany. And he did exactly what I explained. He fell into like 20 feet of snow. And he actually left a crater because of the wow. amount of pressure that he hit the snow with.
1: And Isn't he survived? that
0: crazy? Yeah, he survived. The snow just, like, pillowed his fall, like, 20, 30 feet down. But he was only oh, skydiving shit. from... He wasn't skydiving from that high, because it was into oh. a mountain, first of all, and second of all, it was oh, from a helicopter. Oh, is it that,
1: like... Oh, is it that, like, skiing thing where you jump out of a helicopter and then you, like, Yeah, kind of, except for skydiving.
0: He... His plan was not to um, fall into the mountains. It's just... I don't I don't know what went wrong. I think there must have been a landing base somewhere near there and something went wrong and you can steer your body when you're falling, so he must have steered his body into the nearest patch of snow that he saw.
1: But that's still crazy. Did that guy have any like lasting injuries?
0: Um you know, I'm not sure. I uh, can I can look that up though. Give me one moment.
1: Like that'd be wild if he was just perfectly fine if his body created a crater in the side of the mountain, but he just like walked away.
0: I wonder how he would dig himself out of that thing. Okay, he fell six thousand feet.
1: How how much is that?
0: Not too much. Well okay, it's a, <laughs> it's a lot.
1: Like how many like stories how tall? I uh, yeah, yeah, I can't say. <laughs> you said he fell how many feet? Six thousand. Okay, so the CN Tower is thousand six hundred feet.
0: Whoa! That's yeah, a good comparison Yeah, so he fell, like,
1: four sea towers. It. That's...
0: yeah. Yeah, he fell four sea towers into 20 meters wow. of snow. Holy shit. He was actually filming a documentary about the uh, volcanoes that are in that area, and he left a one-meter-deep crater in the snow, and his film crew came to rescue him and to find out that he was okay. His lasting injuries... I still haven't gotten to, but one of his lungs filled with blood while he was, like, mm. falling in there, and he was he was obviously afraid that he was going to die when everyone was coming to try to rescue him.
1: Man, those people must have been so shook, just, like, watching this man fall 6,000 feet. I know. They, they probably thought it was just a body recovery, and then they showed up, and he was still
0: alive. Oh, my God, that's so true. That's so messed up. Like, you show up, and then his he thought his last words were, like, I'm sorry. I love you. Isn't that so sad? Oh, Yeah. He had a back issue. Um, it says that the diagnosis wasn't forthcoming, but they confirmed that his back was broken. Um, but he suffered no brain damage, and the fracture is going to be healed within a while, and he is considering doing skydiving again. And he compares himself to Icarus.
1: How? (laughs) How? That's crazy that he had, like, no lasting injuries, that he's not, like, paralyzed or... Yeah.
0: Seriously, he's blessed.
1: How did he not, like, get a concussion? You didn't get concussions from, like, falling two feet.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Um, I guess, though, I guess any whiplash was completely contained because of the snow. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So... I just wanted to address one more thing, too, because sometimes people try to tell you to make you feel better about skydiving. And if something does happen to go wrong, that um, you'll probably pass out from the atmospheric pressure change or from stress or something before you fall. That's not true. You will die on impact. (laughs) (laughs) You don't pass out first? No, you don't.
1: Honestly, you know how we were just talking about how, like, ignorance is bliss?
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: <laughs> I feel like I would have been a lot better off not knowing that fact. So that would have uh... been something that I would have been okay with discovering in the moment, you know?
0: Another book gets stacked up onto our metaphor. <laughs> uh... I'm so sorry, honestly. I'm very sorry about that. And to everybody, but you can look it up. It's definitely a myth. You just die from the impact. Unless you have a heart murmur or previous heart issues, or a history of fainting, then you might pass out. Otherwise, you're fucked. Anyways, one last thing that I wanted to talk about, also kind of to (laughs) do with, like, physics, (laughs) um, is this thought that I had about... It's not the first time I've had that thought. I've discussed it with some friends before. If you're in an elevator, and the elevator malfunctions and falls, and then you jump in the last second before it hits the ground... Will you survive or will you, like, minimize your injuries? Like, you'll escape with no injuries at all.
1: I think he would still be injured. Damn. Like, what do you think <laughs> the jumping at the last minute is going to do?
0: I think it's going to stop the impact from happening. But you're still going to hit the ground, right? Yeah, but at a lesser rate, I think, because... It, the a hel- <laughs> elevator will impact really hard and right before that you jump and then you land your jump won't be very high but I think it'll maybe be better it'll go up against gravity a little bit you might
1: can you would you be able to jump though
0: if you're falling? i was just thinking about that too about how hard it would be and how heavy mm-hmm. gravity would be on you at that point that you probably like jumping would be hard also and, yeah
1: in theory, if this elevator was falling and, like, you were able to get a pretty good jump in there, just, like, totally theoretically, would you hit the ceiling? Like, would you be suspended in the air and the elevator still moving? So would oh, you get, like, so scared on the top of the elevator? I think you would like, still on the roof? hit. Or I would think... you jump and just keep moving with it? You know you what I mean? You would move with it. You would
0: technically jump from higher than originally the elevator was falling from. Because if, origin- if the elevator is falling from 10 feet and you jump up one feet, mm-hmm. you're falling 11 mm-hmm. feet, whereas the elevator is falling yeah. 10. So I think you would still hit the ground, though. I don't think you would hit... Oh, wait. That's a good question.
1: You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah because yeah, yeah. you jump and you're in the air, but the elevator is still moving down. Mm-hmm. And the weight Just of the elevator... Just in that moment that you're suspended in the air. Are you, like, attached to this, like, mini gravitational force? And are you yeah. in the air but moving down or do you are you suspended and then the you know what I don't get it
0: that's really confusing I think I don't know what's telling me that you're gonna hit the ground I don't know if that's right but I just have this feeling (laughs) that you would hit the ground anyways but I think if you jump too early and the Mm -hmm. elevator falls faster than you do because if the elevator is like 1,000 pounds heavy and you're Mm -hmm. like 120 then you're gonna you're going to fall slower, so you probably would hit the ceiling. So does that mean that you're, like, on the ceiling while the elevator is falling? Oh, really?
1: Yeah, isn't that, like, a physics thing, that things of different weights fall at the same speed? Or, no, 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 they fall at different... Okay, if you have two things that are of different weights, and you drop them from a height, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: at the same height, they'll hit the ground at the same time. I don't...
0: I think, I think that's that a scientific. That's true. Thing. I think you would have to hit, you'd have to raise the heavier thing up higher to make them fall at the same time. Okay. Yeah.
1: Because Earth gives everything the same acceleration, objects with different masses will still hit the ground at the same time if they are dropped from the same height.
0: What? No freaking way. That's... That feels wrong to me. I don't know what it is about that. It does that feel just...
1: wrong to me because in my head, I'm picturing somebody like dropping like a feather. Which is going to, like, float down.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't think you can count a feather, though. Because feathers f- don't fall correctly. They float. I think you would have to compare, oh, okay, like, yeah, a brick yeah. and if an no empty box. no
1: air resistance is present, the rate of descent depends on, on only on how far the object has fallen, no matter how. Yeah, so if there's no air resistance. So I guess with a feather, there would be, like, air resistance pushing mm. it up because it's yeah. the shape, maybe? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so... Things things will hit the ground at the same time, regardless of their mass.
0: Okay. Physics. So if you jump in an elevator... I know, physics. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how, how do that apply this? helped
1: at all <laughs> us solve this problem. <laughs> I think that was really interesting still, but I mean... In theory, if you were dropped... From the same height as an elevator, you and the elevator would hit the ground at the same time. <laughs> but I don't know what happens if you're inside the elevator. Yeah, if
0: you're already in the gravitational pull that's going down, like the gravity is already like if you've already started falling in the elevator for five feet, gravity's already five feet mm. heavier. What? Because you know this how gravity is, gets like, heavier far as too many you fall. For my
1: head, <laughs>
0: <laughs> gravity gets heavier
1: as you fall.
0: Yeah. Does that make sense? So, like, let's say you jump. Right. Okay. Let's use the skydiving example. Let's say you jump off the CN tower and you leave. Yeah. You leave a one-inch crater. If you jump from six CN towers, you'll leave a six-inch crater, because the gravity. Oh. Is heavier. I. I'm definitely not saying. You're that talking about right. like
1: the force that you hit the ground with, right? Mm-hmm. Is going to be more.
0: Yeah. If you're higher. Okay. Yeah. Because gravity has been like added on as you fell. Because gravity. Because of speed. Gravity is heavier. Because gravity <laughs> is heavier. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm in the arts.
1: The <laughs> <laughs> last time I took physics was in grade 10.
0: Nice, nice. That's and it was like optics. Ooh, you took it too. Really cool. It
1: was mandatory.
0: Oh, I did? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's how I learned that I was farsighted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Like Isn't that's how that? I learned how farsightedness works. You know, I've known for oh, since I was in grade okay. 1, but I never understood why. And then people were like, "How can you see?" And I was like, "I'm farsighted." So you weren't just like, like in that? the class. And I was like, "Oh." And you were like, "That's why I can't see anything. <laughs> because the light reflects my cornea wrong." <laughs> uh, okay, so the point is that skydiving well, yeah, is scary, and I don't think it should be waved off as just another thing of the day. But, Mm. to be honest, the payoff is worth it if you are in the 99.999% that survives. So, (laughs) thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Don't belittle me anymore, please. (laughs) Don't tell me to go against my human nature and be afraid and be not afraid. Some
1: comments just are not helpful. (laughs) And and that's just one of them. Yeah, exactly. We logically know... We logically know these things, but having someone state that fact to us does not make
0: yeah. our, our fear go away. <laughs> it's still scary.
1: It would be more helpful if somebody was like, hey, it's completely natural for you to be afraid because it's a natural instinct not to want to jump off this high thing, but you're going to have fun.
0: I feel better But it's going to be scary.
1: Yeah. Right. See, that would be <laughs> so much better than just like, but driving a car is more yeah. dangerous than this. It was not like,
0: helpful. Okay, great. Thank you for that fact. <laughs> I'm about to go jump off. I'm about to go fall 10,000, 100,000 feet.
1: And you're about to go drive home after. Like, yeah, and you That didn't solve here. any problem. It made you more <laughs> afraid
0: about driving home. So thanks. Great. <laughs> so if the chances are that I survive skydiving, then does the chances increase of dying in a car accident on the way home? I mean, probability. You tell me. <laughs> also, leave us a comment um, on our Instagram on our most recent post. Um, just pertaining to that physics conversation. <laughs> yes, please,
1: please, <laughs> really science people. Anyone with any knowledge with numbers or
0: math. Yeah, um, that would be really helpful. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah. I hope you. I hope you understand where I was coming from with this one, everybody. Um, you know, I I get the statistics. I get it. I see where you're coming from. It makes sense. You are right. Driving is safer than skydiving, but don't. Just stop saying it. Like, <laughs> I don't need to hear that right before I do something terrifying. So, yeah. Thanks for listening, you, everybody. Thanks for it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be <laughs> stupid. That's one
1: of the, one of the satanic you hear of
0: Yeah, we do. We're big
1: satanics. Oh, no. What were they? They, they were the the satanic sins stupidity is a
0: sin yeah yeah you're right that's what it was
1: yeah we we strictly abide to that so
0: Mm -hmm. oh my (laughs) eyes are watering you okay yeah it's really cider how's that that cider going it's spicy (laughs) why is it spicy (laughs) what (laughs) no it's not spicy it's just like oh it's aggressive it's an aggressive does it hurt (laughs) yeah yeah but it brings oh i would like it (laughs) 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 You <laughs> <Ew>. oh. <laughs> it hurts but i continue to drink it not because i like the pain but because i like the alcohol <laughs> you know what you should try to do you should try to put it in the fridge for a while and make it cold oh and it'll taste better. not this again <laughs> i like it lukewarm <laughs> i put ice in it the ice has melted that's, it's the perfect temperature disgusting. it's just a little bit cool you know it's easy that's, to chug it's disgusting you're drinking no. cider lukewarm you're disgusting
1: oh. <laughs> it's not lukewarm it's a little cold i can't believe i even like no
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what taste, taste is what? subjective that's what subjective to awesomeness i'm more awesome is what i'm trying to say
1: you sh- yeah i mean you still just shouldn't be drinking cider lukewarm that is you know it's that that is a satanic sin no
0: it's Guys, not comment <laughs> a if you agree with me that's <laughs> no, disgusting. it's not you can't you can't drink no, look, do you drink beer sta- warm no I would never do that. You're okay, but... crazy. <laughs> what, do you... <laughs> what do you mean? How is cider any different? It's way different. It's like apple juice, except with a kick. You drink <laughs> apple juice form? No. I don't really. I don't know. I don't drink apple juice. You're confusing me. <laughs> I'm lost into All sauce. I'm right. lost All into right. apple juice sauce. All right, weirdo.
1: I have I have a joke for you before we oh move I, on to um, I'm so excited. So what's the difference between an old bus station and a lobster that just got a boob job?
0: So many things. Um
1: <laughs> I don't know, what's the difference? One is a crusty bus station and the other is a busty crustacean.
0: Oh my fucking god. <laughs> A, a, busty a, crustacean.
1: Crustacean. <laughs> a busty crustacean. A busty crustacean. And a
0: crusty bustacean. Oh, that's genius! Right, right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I realized, I realized asking that question after I asked it, that there are a lot of possible answers to that question.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the. Best <laughs> There's a one, lot though. of other
1: differences. <laughs>
0: like so many water, no water, edible, <laughs> inedible. <laughs> That's really funny. That's good. I like that a lot. That's my joke.
1: Welcome back, you guys, to part two of episode six. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the part where I'm going to talk about my opinion if you haven't caught on yet. Um, <laughs> and my opinion this week is that the Mars expedition and just in general Mars exploration is really stupid. I, I think hate it's this. It's really
0: dumb. I kind of re- resent this. I think space is so interesting.
1: Okay. But see, my beef is that, like, I'm not against space exploration just to learn new things i think that's fine i think it's cool for humans to learn more but the whole point of like mars exploration and the mars expedition project is to colonize mars for humans right. to live on
0: i forgot about and that. and that's
1: the point that i think is really like that's the part that i think is really stupid because we're basically just admitting defeat with our planet we're yeah. like hmm it's gonna die and we're not gonna try to save it but instead i'm gonna spend all this money trying to send people to this other place that we can't even live on instead (laughs) of just like trying for a second to do something about the way that we're living here yeah but we've just collectively decided that we're not gonna change what we're doing right now that's terrifying and i also think it's kind of an escape plan for the rich
0: Yeah, because the rich are kind
1: of like destroying this planet. And they're the only ones with the money and resources to get to Mars. And they're also the only ones funding the Mars expedition. So I think it's just an escape plan for them. I think they're going to destroy the environment. And then, you know, like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, they're going to get on their spaceship together. And
0: they're just going to, like, go
1: fuck off to Mars while we (laughs) all burn.
0: Plot twist. The planet heals once all the rich people leave for Mars. (laughs) We're left with a better Earth.
1: (laughs) Amazing. Yeah, once they're gone... We have no issues with the planet. Like, once they stop freaking polluting it, yeah, we're good.
0: Bring, Bringing a whole new meaning to eat the rich. And we call it yeet the rich. <laughs> yeet right to Mars.
1: <laughs> we gotta get that on a t-shirt. Just, like, yeet the rich.
0: <laughs> to Mars. <laughs>
1: um, So, I did, like, a little bit of research. Really not that much. Because this is just a really deeply embedded feeling that I have. Not so much of, like a researched opinion but right. people have been trying people have been planning the human expedition to mars since the 1950s
0: 1950s okay. why yeah and we haven't
1: even done it yet we've been Wait, planning what, this since when the was 1950s. the moon landing i don't know
0: i don't You're even really think asking it.
1: the wrong person do we need to revisit that conversation that we just <laughs> yeah. had about physics <laughs> i don't know right i don't right. know when people landed on the moon <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so they started thinking okay. about it in the 1950s. And, like, we all know that there's now, like, a little robot on Mars. Rover, I think is his name or yeah. whatever his name is. Um, so basically he's there. And what he's doing is he's, like, collecting samples of the soil and, like, the air and maybe if there's water there. Um, and then he's putting them in sealed tubes and then he's just leaving them there. There is, like, no way for him to send them back to us. So the whole plan is he's going to package these up, and then someday we're just going to send another ship there that's going to somehow pick them up. Oh, okay. So I don't really know what he's doing. We get some cool, like, video feeds from him sometimes, Mm -hmm. but we can't analyze anything that he's, like, packing into these little tubes because he's
0: there and there's no return ship for him. Why doesn't he have Um, some sort of scientific equipment there so he could send data back? Okay, so, like, he can, like, send
1: like data back like video feeds pictures mm-hmm. that kind of data back but he can't send anything physical back because i think the whole issue is that the fuel that it would take to get to mars there we couldn't possibly have enough fuel to get back like we could right. fit enough fuel on a spaceship to get there and back yeah. so i don't really know how they plan to get any of these samples that he's collecting back he's just i guess they're hoping things.
0: technology is going to advance and that maybe everything will be electric and like you can even use electricity in space i guess so instead of I still think you're stupid
1: i think it's cool that we can get pictures of it <laughs> i think that part's cool i don't know why he's collecting yeah. samples i think that's dumb um and they estimate that it's gonna take about 500 billion dollars to get people to mars oh my god 500 billion dollars you know how what we're all fuck? mad at jeff bezos because he has like a couple billion yeah 500 billion dollars oh yeah, god think about how many things on earth we could solve with 500 billion dollars wow we wouldn't need mars if we actually funneled <laughs> that money yeah
0: seriously into
1: just fixing the problems that we've
0: created here okay i'm starting to really get your point <laughs> i don't understand Thanks. why even send what with um
1: i did like some math and with 500 billion Dollars, you could buy five hundred thousand people a million dollar homes.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah, which would be nice. That would be really nice. That's a nice perspective to put it into. You know, mm-hmm. like Jeff Bezos.
1: You could also give could every single person research. in the world seventy two dollars. Oh,
0: that's nice. <laughs> that would just be a nice little bonus check yeah 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 and that's not even or you could use money. it to
1: actually solve problems yeah not really just,
0: just throw maybe idea fund there. this planet like maybe fun discovering this planet instead of another planet that like we can't even fucking have an atmosphere on like how are we gonna breathe have you considered that nasa yeah uh, yes. okay yeah that,
1: that's the <laughs> other thing okay so it's gonna cost mass amounts of money to get humans to mars um and then like okay first of all we don't know if humans can survive the trip to Mars. Okay, really? that's the first
0: problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't know. I thought they okay, sent people to so... Mars. I thought I thought mm-hmm, they sent people no. in 2020. 2020- oh, is that in 2025? Never mind. Sorry. Yeah, like they Go haven't ahead.
1: sent people yet. Mm. Um, so the longest t- the longest amount of time that a person has been outside of the Earth's Van Allen radiation belt i don't know what that is but the longest time that somebody has but you have to exit that to get to mars and the longest time that someone's been outside of that is 12 days Mm -hmm. and to get to mars you would have to be outside of that for over a thousand days
0: oh my god Okay, the trip
1: to mars would take like two to three years (gasps) for a human at zero gravity
0: so crazy oh my god Mm -hmm. your organs would simply collapse like, by the time yeah, you get to Yeah, you're going to have, Mars. like, a
1: bunch of issues with, I think, circulation. Um, yeah, circulation and, like, bone density and stuff like that. Even astronauts now that go to space, and they spend, like, a lot of time at zero g's, not even close to, you know, like, two to three years. They come back and they suffer from a lot of issues when they get back to Earth mm. because they've been zero gravity for so long that's cool okay so that's physically we don't know if we can survive the trip Mm -mm. also psychologically they don't know if humans can survive the trip they don't know if humans can handle being in such a small space with so few people with no contact to human society at zero gravity for two to three years and then on top of that however long they survive on
0: mars this is giving me anxiety just thinking about it. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. That's really And like once you out. get
1: there, you can't come back. Like this is not just like a fun trip where, you know, oh my god, I don't like it. I can go home. You're not going home. Once you get to Mars, you have to stay there. And oh, we don't god. know if humans can actually stay there. And all you to do We have also is cannot survive in the atmosphere.
0: Yeah. In Mars. Just... Like everyone. We would have to live <laughs> inside like little little domes. Where would you get oxygen from? Would it just compress compress the oxygen that's on Mars? Does, uh, oxygen have, does Mars have oxygen? It
1: does. Probably not. Oh, it, it does. The atmosphere really has only 0.16% oxygen. I don't know how much um, Earth has. Mm. So I, I guess, theoretically, they could probably design a system that would just, like, maybe compress it or something like that. So you could yeah. oxygenate... Um,
0: Oh, that's fucked up. These little
1: homes, but they were saying about that is that humans don't breathe in 100% oxygen. There's a yeah. lot of other like gases in the air that we breathe in, so while well, theoretically we could get enough oxygen in these little like domes or whatever that people are going to live in. Yeah. We don't know what's going to happen to humans if they're on 100% oxygen 100% of the time.
0: They what would happen actually is that they would get completely sedated that's what people uh, give you on an airplane when you start to like feel turbulence or something like that and to decrease the panic on the plane the oxygen masks that drop down is just 100% or close to 100% oxygen to relax people and to like oversaturate your body with oxygen and to make it not work like you, you would just be kind of consistently high <laughs> on oxygen did, if that makes sense <laughs> did
1: you watch did you watch fight club too
0: <laughs> was that in fight club because in
1: fight club yeah that's in fight club
0: I don't know how much of you the know. I just learned that last year. I really? <laughs> yeah, I've been telling people yeah, that it was fun fact like a fact, fact in Fight club, dude. I've been like going around telling people this fact for so long. I can't believe no one told me. Honestly, it could
1: be. True. <laughs> oh my god, there's there's a chance that it's true. I think that 100% oxygen does make you feel calmer and like, just like mellow you out. I think. Yeah. But it also might be like a conspiracy theory.
0: I don't really know. Um, I don't think it's a conspiracy But we still, theory. we
1: still don't know what would happen to humans doing that 100% of the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that probably isn't healthy. And then what would, I guess, I guess their jobs, this sounds similar to Among Us, like their jobs are just to maintain the dome that they live in and like to maintain the ship to like, let them continue to live there. Like, what then? You What's see... the point? Exactly. Like, why do you, Why are you so vain that you need to continue on humanity? We destroyed Earth. Yeah. What are you going to do to Mars? Just destroy it again? We're just going to go from planet to planet and ruin every single one of them? Like, humanity ain't that great, bro. Like, no. <laughs> I don't I, think it's no, worth like, it. I,
1: human, humanity just needs to understand that there are certain limits that we should not exceed. And one of those limits is our own planet. Like, yeah. if we can't figure out how to live on the one planet that we've been given, maybe we don't deserve another one. And yeah,
0: also... Wow. I couldn't have said it better myself. That was beautiful.
1: <laughs> Thanks. Um, there's, like, such high levels of radiation um, in Mars on the planet that... We couldn't even, like, grow things that would be safe for human consumption in the soil (laughs) there. Just live off protein shakes and energy drinks. (laughs) Yeah, I just really don't get it. I don't get it. Mm. If anyone could justify this for me and explain to me why humans want to do this, I... Honestly, hold on. Hold on. I might be kind of okay with the rich doing this.
0: Right? Because it's a one way trip. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that they can't really get back from. Their lives will probably not be that great. Yeah. And then we can fix shit here.
0: Yeah, exactly. If they
1: could just leave us all their money, that would be great. Just use the
0: 500, get out of here, and then, you know, once you die on Mars in a couple of years, all the funds will become public. Will become public goods.
1: (laughs) Also, they're like, okay, so Elon Musk is. Heading the SpaceX project. Yeah. Which is the one that's going to go to Mars. Sure. Um, so I don't know if you've heard, but he started to like sell all of his homes and possessions to like oh, prove that he's really that. serious about going to Mars. <laughs> okay. And they're saying that like what we, Wikipedia says is that people will have to go through like vigorous psychological testing before they go to Mars. Right. Obviously, because it's going to be psychologically tough. mm But nothing from Elon Musk's actions within the past 10 years indicate that he's a psychologically sane person to me in any (laughs) capacity. Like, he is just a completely, like, crazy, irrational man. I'm not saying that he's not really smart. He is really intelligent, but he does a lot of crazy shit. Like, what did he name his child? He named his child... Like letters that don't even exist on the keyboard x
0: dash a e yeah yeah something something yeah like a
1: psychologist is gonna look at just that 32 yeah <laughs> and they're gonna be like say no more <laughs> say no more <laughs> this man is not capable of going oh. to mars oh my god and also why is he Funny. going to mars if he just had a newborn child that's also just kind of weird is his yeah. ha- is his wife going with him
0: probably not what's her
1: name grimes
0: yeah grimes She's probably going to chill on Earth. She has a successful music career. I think that's enough for some people. You know, some of us don't need to colonize Mars. (laughs) Like, what the fuck?
1: (laughs) And why are (laughs) we calling it colonizing Mars?
0: It's a suicide mission.
1: Like, have we not learned from the colonial endeavors in the past that they generally don't turn out well? Facts. They generally do a lot of harm. And maybe you could have picked a better word just
0: inhabiting just it out
1: there inhabiting Mars see that inhabiting Mars? Yeah, that would be better. It still would make no fucking sense, but that would be
0: better. It would make me feel better. Yeah, you're about right. It. Colonizing Mars sounds very aggressive.
1: It does sound very aggressive.
0: It's like an attack on Mars. Like Mars is going to attack you back. It's a huge planet. We've explored like 5% of it, best of luck. I have a quick story to insert here.
1: Yeah.
0: Um there's this robot that was sent to mars i believe and its name was opportunity and um it was solar powered and it was only expected to last i think seven days and it ended up lasting close to nine years on mars and it was just like sending pictures collecting data so it's the solar powered thing gets its like charge from the daytime and then it has enough battery to survive the night and then charges the daytime, survives the night. This kind of thing, like, keeps it warm because Mars is also freezing cold. And then one day um, it, it was it, like something happened to the solar panels where it wasn't charging. And the last transmission it sent was my battery is low and it's getting dark. And that's the last thing that they heard from it. I was like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's so isn't that the sad. saddest thing
0: you've ever heard and then they like played it a song <laughs> while it was dying and it was like i don't remember what the song was but i bet it was like you got a friend in me or something <laughs> tell me how i'm literally crying right now
1: <laughs> <laughs> but like if if a robot can't even handle being on mars away from earth I don't think a human can do it
0: yeah like it was lucky that it survived years instead of days you know but like that's fucking like let the robots do it bro we're building robots to survive on earth and to do things that humans will be doing just send the robot to mars why does it have to be us we don't want robots, personally. I don't need robots taking over my job, doing the Olympics. Have you seen that? They're building hmm. robots to do, like, trapeze and stuff like that. I'm like, what's the point? It's the reason trapeze is impressive, because I can relate to the human who's doing it, and I know that yeah. I would never be able to do it. Seeing You're a robot do it? a robot. Like, I don't care. okay, and? <laughs> that's not a human feat of excellence. That's a science feat of excellence, but, like... I don't know. It's just not that impressive to me. Like, it's really cool that you could build that, but it's a human thing to do. Build science, build robots to do things that humans shouldn't do, like going on Mars.
1: Yeah. Or maybe just
0: don't go to Mars.
1: (laughs) Just, just fix, just fix where we're at.
0: Yeah. Seriously. You know, I wanted to go to Mars when I was like in grade nine. I heard about the Mars expedition in twenty twenty five. I think I was sad. (laughs) I was like, ooh, one-way trip. (laughs) I was like, that'd be cool. I'd be, like, the first person to do it. Like, that's what I told people. Um, But, yeah, I think I just, like, wanted to leave Earth. And I was like, sick. Going to Mars, that's so cool. even
1: that, like, they're looking for people who are psychologically sane to go to Mars. But anyone who thinks that a one-way trip to an inhabitable planet... Yeah is a good idea might not be that sane.
0: Yeah, that's so true. Oof. Name one genius that ain't crazy. Alright? On the other hand. <laughs> I guess <laughs> Thank you, I, I guess I
1: guess so. <laughs> Thanks, kanye The point still stands that Mars expedition is stupid, but it might be a justified way of getting rid of the rich. I think <laughs> that's <laughs> Eat the rich. <laughs> uh, just eat them right to Mars.
0: <laughs> uh, out of sight, out of mind. Just like NASA. Uh... <laughs> Holy shit, dog. Yeah, that was a good point. That was a very good point. I find Mars very interesting. Um, you know, I, I stand with you. It's interesting for information and photos and stuff like that. But to try to mm-hmm. colonize it, to send humans there, just stop. Just try to... That's yeah, you're right. Idea. Just... Right here, right now, is where our problems are. Mars isn't causing us any problems. What's the point of trying to go there? Just work Honestly, on your issues right now. It would
1: almost be like worth the time and resources to try to figure out how people could like live on the bottom of the ocean versus in Mars. Oh. I think that would be that could be cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. This definitely Because then people
1: people would still be in this situation where they'd be, like, stuck inside of these little domes and whatever. But mm-hmm. they would have the option to come back, and we'd expand our land mass by a lot. And there's, like, certain aquatic plants that, like, grow underwater. So that mm-hmm. could be something to look into. Elon Musk, if you're listening. Sushi forever. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let me know what you guys think on yeah. the Mars expedition. If you know if... anyone who's
0: working on this Mars project... <laughs> Let us know. We'd love to have them on the yeah. podcast and inter- interview them.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or just if you're pro-Mars expedition, I'd be happy to talk to you because I'm, mm. like, this is something that I'm very passionate about. And this is something that I don't think anyone could ever convince me differently of. So I'd really <laughs> like to, to, to hear the opinions of someone else. Oh, Life updates. Life updates. Yeah. Life updates. <laughs> Anything new with you? What's going on? Um,
0: what's,
1: what's hizzy happening?
0: What is, is hizzy happening? Um, <laughs> not too much. I got a bag for my avocado because um, the humidity was killing it, so I need to store it and be a little humid. So yeah, that's that's what the bag is. If you were wondering. Sorry if it's distracting to our video watchers, our Patreon watchers um yeah nothing really I've just been like in class I had to switch out a bunch of classes and now I'm a week behind in three classes so I've been working on that (laughs) yeah but ultimately my choices didn't make sense and like it took for me to go to the class to realize that like it's not really on track (laughs) so I had to kind of like change it and switch it and um yeah I'm really happy that I did because the classes I'm taking now like I really love they're very, like, technical and hands-on, even though it's, like, from far away. It's learning Adobe Suite, which is super cool. Yeah. What about you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've just been having that existential crisis yeah. all week. But I have, like, kind of a funny story um, from my class today. Um, we have, like, I think it's, like, six people in our class. It's a really small class. Um, and we were meeting on Zoom. And... So sometimes we go into, like, breakout rooms to discuss a question, and we normally have, like, two breakout rooms. So there's, like, mm-hmm. three people in each. So it works perfectly. Um, so we were talking – I forget what we were talking about. We were talking about something, and our professor was like, okay, we're just going to go out into the breakout room now and, like, discuss the answers to this question, and then we'll come back and talk about it all together. And then she proceeds to make one breakout room, okay? <laughs> so <laughs> the thing pops up on our screen – and we all just like click it. And in the breakout room is the whole class minus the professor. <laughs> so we just moved from like one Zoom space to the next. That's and we were so all funny. like, hey, again. <laughs> and we talked about the question. Nice. Without her there, I don't know what she was doing. And then she <laughs> did, called us all back into the room and then made us talk about it again.
0: And did anyone tell
1: her? I don't understand what the she knew what she was doing. She asked right before she she did it. She was like, "Should we have two or one breakout groups?" And we were all like, "Yeah." And then she was like, "Okay, we'll just have one." What the? So she knew what she was doing. She knew she only made one, and like I just think that. We could have just talked about it all together with her there. Yeah. Without having to just repeat the conversation back to her. That's so funny. Like, I don't understand what I gained from that. You know, if there's two breakout rooms, you get to hear about what the other group talked about. But I just literally got to hear everyone say the exact same point that they did five minutes ago.
0: Oh, my God. That's so funny. And I also don't know what she did in those, like, five minutes. (laughs) She just, like, had to, like, pick up her kid from practice or something like that. She's like, be back in 20. (laughs) So,
1: yeah, that that was a super strange experience experience that's really funny um just I guess the joys of zoom
0: Mm -hmm. oh my gosh I swear every time I do a zoom class it's always something it's always like someone's cat someone's dog which I love or like someone Mm. doesn't know how to turn their speaker off properly and they like just so happen to be talking shit about the one person who has their camera on in class true story (laughs) and then you know that one person who has their camera on has to chime in and be like hey you have your mic on by the way super awkward that's awkward or, you know, you get kicked out of the Zoom classroom for no unknown reason, and then you can't get back in. And then you miss class. These things happen. <laughs> yeah. In this really class, funny.
1: the one that was today, it's like, it's a little awkward because our professor is not the best with technology. Mm-hmm. Um, so she makes me like the co-host for all of our classes. Oh, really? And then when she can't figure out how to, like, share her screen or play videos, she just makes me take over and, like, share my screen and play the videos. Oh, okay. Which makes me just, like, super nervous.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because
1: I know in my head that, you know, I turned off my notifications and stuff like that, but I just have no idea what's going to pop up on my screen
0: in any one moment.
1: And then when I go onto, like, YouTube... All yeah, your suggested videos your are Your history
0: like, and all your... Yeah, I mean, itself. I don't... I watch, like, really
1: dumb stuff. I watch, like, the Try Guys and, like, travel yeah, videos. I love but the I feel Try like Guys. But like these people just know a part of me that I'm not sure if I'm ready for them to know.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree. My dad has to face that same issue, and he has found that he has to go incognito mode, and then he can mm. do everything. Because it erases, like, all your algorithm and stuff and acts as if it's your first time on YouTube. So if you have the time, <laughs> maybe that can help it's ease some awkward. of your stress. That sucks. I just feel like How'd everyone's get, judging me. How did you get nominated to that position?
1: I told her I would do it. She oh, asked nice. if anyone would do it. and you know, I felt bad for her. She's really sweet. so. I was mm-hmm,
0: like, mm-hmm. Um, as a person who like watches Zoom and stuff like that, I, when people, when professors share their screen or like TAs share their screen, I'm not judging them. I'm just curious. I'm just like interested in like like, what all their tabs are. And (laughs) it's always like Ryerson, this, Ryerson, that, online school, blah, 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 this, that, something, something like it's all very professional, but sometimes I'm like really like looking through it or sometimes they open it to their desktop and I can see some of their files and I'm like photos, family, (laughs) like it's just kind of interesting (laughs) I'm not judging or anything. I'm just, like, s- nosy, I guess. <laughs> mm.
1: And I fun. don't know what happens, but every time I share my screen, the little, like, GarageBand icon... I think it's when I put my AirPods in, or... I don't know what it is, but it starts doing that thing where it's, like, jumping. Yeah. And I that know sucks. everyone can see it. Ugh. But I also <laughs> know that if I, like, try to click on anything, it's just going to open GarageBand, and yeah. nobody... Um, in my academic life knows that I make a really stupid podcast. Um, <laughs> but I just know in their heads, they're probably all like, why the heck is she on GarageBand? Yeah. Maybe they think like I play the music e. and like I'm recording songs. It'll add some mystique to your persona. I can let them, yeah.
0: <laughs> I can let them think that.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that was my... Uh weird zoom experience i really like that
0: that was a good time thank you for sharing
1: all right guys and that brings us to the end of the episode thank you so much for sticking around and listening to Lydia's opinion on um, how you should not make people feel better about how scary skydiving is. Um, And my opinion on how stupid the Mars expedition is. Um, (laughs) So if you have any feedback uh, for us, specifically around um, the physics of the elevator.
0: Yeah, we would love, I would love that.
1: (laughs) Yes, and, and the Mars expedition i would really like to talk to somebody who is pro mars expedition um yeah. you can reach out to us on our instagram which is haters click no <laughs> on our instagram uh, which is very dot unimportant people um you can email us at haters here which is h8 click here at gmail.com and we finally received our first email guys we got an email so let's keep the ball rolling keep emailing (laughs) us we love it um we we also have a twitter which is very unimportant ppl super entertaining um lydia posts a lot of random stuff on there that makes me laugh so check it out <laughs> and we still have our Patreon. So if you guys um, would like to see some exclusive content, some bloopers, some b- behind the scenes, um, mm-hmm. some extra like tangents and conversations that get cut out of the normal podcast, you can find them all on there. And if you uh, enjoyed the music today from our yeah. intro and from our outro, remember to check out Jack's Instagram. Um, again, you can find the link in the description to this podcast. And that's it for us this week. Have a great.